football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast Boy, do we have things to talk about or what? Oh, my goodness. Jokic and Markeith Morris being talked about coast to coast. I guess this is what the Nuggets have to do to, uh, to get some pub, huh? This is what, uh, this is what the, the reigning MVP has to do to get talked about on the, uh, on the debate shows, huh? I have so many thoughts, uh, to this one. Uh, and a lot of my thoughts are conflicting and uh, contradictory. And I'll explain why here uh, as we uh, unfold this one and unpack this one. Uh, first of all, the Nuggets, th- th- this, is, this is the most unfortunate part about uh, the nature of this conversation we're about to have, is the Nuggets had far and away their most signature win of the season against maybe the best team in basketball, the Miami Heat. If, they're, if you don't think they're the best three, you would have to have them in the top three and really no possible way that they'd be lower than that. Uh, the uh, the uh, Miami Heat uh, came in as a, a small favorite, according to our friends at Superbook. Uh, really a coin flip game close to it. Um, and they got dominated wire to wire. Uh, unfortunately, that's not what anyone's talking about on a day like today. Uh, after last night, uh, at the time of recording, that was Monday night, Nikola Jokic at the end of the game uh, puts himself, actually, he didn't put himself in, in any spot. Markeith Morris put himself and Jokic into a tough spot. All right. Clearly, this was a, uh, a garbage time cheap shot from Markeith Morris. That is not a hometown take. That is a authentic, transparent basketball take. Uh, that was a cheap shot from Markeith Morris. There's, there's zero question about it. There is no other way to slice it. Um, I am not saying that the um, Marcus or Markeith Morris are bad guys or bad people. I don't know them. But what I do know is they're constantly around trouble on the basketball court. All right. Again, not saying they're bad guys, but they, they are uh, they lean into tension, rough play. I think uh, Markeith Morris fancies himself as a tough guy um, and he is a tough guy. But he took liberties on Jokic at the end of the game. And that was clear once you saw the replay. And at that point, you know, first of all, this is a, this was a raw reaction from Jokic. Jokic, uh, if you've been watching him, uh, for years like I have, uh, you already know that that man runs hot. Okay. He's like the nicest guy in the world, uh, when he's off the court. Uh, and, 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 and I guess I don't, I don't know him off, off the court. Uh, I just know he didn't, you know, hasn't gotten in any trouble or anything like that. 
But uh, I see the way that his uh, brothers are as well. They're wild, um, and they're 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 you know they they lean into that tension uh, like like the Morris boys, uh, and that uh, really unfolded in front of us on Twitter.com after the game, uh, and we'll get to that here in just a second as well. But uh, Jokic runs hot has been running hot already this season with a very short fuse. We see it nearly every single night. And he got a cheap shot put on him. And the natural raw reaction for someone like Jokic is to respond immediately. And that's what he did. It was a bang-bang play. Okay? And I know it wasn't a play. A bang-bang a transaction. Okay? I timed it uh, on my little iPhone uh, stopwatch. 2.3 seconds. Hit to hit. That's it. 2.3. From the time that Markeith Morris hits Jokic and Jokic hits Markeith back, it is 2.3 seconds. This was, this was, uh, schoolyard stuff. It was because Jokic has a choice there to run to the official and tell him what just happened and that Markeith Morris took liberties on him or you could just respond and he chose the latter and Jokic already has, I think, pent up frustration from a lack of respect from the officiating standpoint. So I think that plays into it as well. It's like a culmination effect. So it's like, hey, we're blowing you guys out. You just took liberties on me. You. I'm going to take liberties on you. And, you know, I think back to my own, um, my own basketball life. Okay. And, and I, and I'm trying to put myself in the spot of the 24, 23 year old me in an open gym in Albany, New York, or a playground in Schenectady, New York, and someone taking a liberty like that on me. In that moment, I would naturally respond like Jokic. And honestly, and this is just the truth, okay? Jokic could have killed that man. In that moment. All right. He could have killed him. He could have came around with a right hook and detached his um, Morris's jaw from his face. And Markeith would be eating insure for breakfast uh, and, and smoothies for dessert like Kanye West back in the day. OK, so the fact that he just gave him that, uh, you know, forearm shiver or shoulder or whatever it was, whatever, however you want to define it. I think Markeith got off easy now. He did get hit pretty good. Jokic is just so strong and you see that. Imagine if he, imagine if he truly wound up like a rhino because he could have even hit him harder than he did, but he hit him pretty hard and you saw that neck whiplash. Um, I don't know how hurt Markeith is. I don't know if he was playing up to it. I don't know if he legitimately, you know, got a stinger in his neck or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, but when they took the stretcher out, I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be, uh, potentially, uh, and maybe by the time you hear this, we already know, but potentially a big time suspension from Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner. All right. Um, that, that is one angle of this. Um, and, 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 and let me, let me, let me take it a step further. There is, I think, a stigma with non-American players that they are not as tough as our inner city guys that are now in the NBA. Okay, I think there there is still 
uh, that, that notion from yesteryear that has lingered to today. I think that long term, this, this is going to sting. Okay. We're going to talk about the reverberation, uh, after the fact here in a second, but I think long term, this may actually be a positive that we can't necessarily see or feel right now. This may be a positive long term for a player like Nikolic. Uh, uh, Nikola Jokic. And the message is, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Okay? You can do that to other guys, not me. All right? And I think that long-lasting message may resonate across the NBA, even if it's never talked about. It's just in the back of guys' mind. Okay? And, you know, my uh, father growing up, my dad was a a, a, a tough guy, and I, I, I haven't talked to my father in years, but uh, he was a, he was a, he was a tough dude, man. He was a sailor and he was, uh, came, uh, you know, born in the Bronx and, you know, had a really, really rough life. Uh, and the advice that he gave to me growing up was that, uh, if you're dealing with a bully, all right, if you're dealing with a bully, you, it takes you to ball up your fist as tight as you ha- can and you hit them as hard as you possibly can right in the nose. Just punch them right in the effing face. Because even if you lose that fight, all right, even if you lose that fight, he said even bullies don't like getting punched in the face. And the chances of that bully coming back and trying you again, even if he whoops your ass after the fact, is very, very small. And I think that, um, I think that message uh, applies here. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not telling you that's the way to raise your kids, by the way, or like that's like the right advice. That's just the advice that I got. And I'm trying to imagine myself as a father now, like if my son was in that spot and say not in the NBA, but he's in fifth grade. Okay. You're out there on the court. You're already not getting the respect you deserve. Someone tries to take liberties on you. You hit them right back. You don't, you don't go to the lunch monitor. You don't go to the teacher. You hit them right back on the spot because I'm not the one. Okay. And, and, and I think that, um, like I said, that long term message that Jokic sent with his actions, uh, may resonate across the league, uh, here in the future. That's the silver lining spin that I hope that ends up happening. Uh, the short term is not good. It's not good. Uh, my guess is that uh, Jokic is going to get a f- – I've gone back and forth on this from three games to six games. I don't think it will be as high as ten. I don't think it will be as high as eight. Like, Jokic was the reactor here. This was not premeditated. It was not Jokic who uh, hit first. The fact that they also ejected Markeith Morris, I think, lends itself to a softer suspension towards Jokic. Um, there is a little bit of history here with Yoke. We remember last year in the playoffs with Cameron Payne and the frustration that came out. So there's a little bit of history that Adam Silver might take into consideration, uh, with Jokic's punishment. At the end of the day, I think it'll be five games. That, that's, that's, that's where I'll land right now. I may change my, my mind in an hour, but that, that's, that's, that's where I'll land right now. Um, the other angle, so I give you my natural raw, like, I'm trying to put myself in Jokic's shoes uh, reaction, okay? But 
I also made sure to say when I gave you that, that I'm putting myself back in my 23, 24 year old, uh, body now. As a grown person today in November of 2021, uh, at, uh, how old am I now? Uh, 34 years old. Gosh, it feels weird to say. Um, I know that my actions carry very serious consequences. Okay. And I have a mortgage. I have a son. Later this month, I'm going to have a daughter, have a wife that relies upon me. My decisions impact others. My jo- I have a dream job here at the fan uh, that I worked a decade for. I, I can't put myself in a position where I am costing me and my family. Okay. And that's just the truth. And I'll be even more, uh, little bit uh, vulnerable right now. Uh, there was an instance here since I had moved to Denver, uh, which is almost five years ago now, that uh, I thought I was going to have to whoop someone's ass in a serious way. For real. This is not, not joking. This is not n- no one at the station. This is someone uh, that, that uh, doesn't work in the business or anything like that. Uh, it was a real-life situation, and I knew I had an opportunity uh, to do what my instinct wanted to do. And that was break someone's jaw. And I obviously didn't do that um, because I know that my actions have a ripple effect now. And it took self-control and discipline and maturity to not make the decision that I probably would have made just six or seven years ago. You know, a lot, we, as we change and mature, you know, hopefully, um, you have more wisdom. And, you know, the the old phrase, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor, just picking your spots. And the reality is, while Jokic is very, very frustrated and runs hot, has a short fuse, thinks he's disrespected, all this stuff. And while he did get a cheap shot put on him, he still has to know better. Okay, and at the very top, I said a couple of these takes are going to be conflicting and and contradict one another. Okay, but two things can be true at the exact same time. And that's what I think the instance here is, because the reality is Jokic's consequence, uh, Jokic's actions, the consequence aren't losing a job at the fan or, you know, um, putting my family in a costly position. Obviously, Jokic is completely set for life and this will be a suspension and he'll be back. But his actions do have consequences because this is a team that needs him. Capital N, bold, italicized. They need him. He is the engine. And he's the wheels. And he's, he's, he's the, the, the catalytic converter. He's the muffler too. Because you got no Jamal Murray and you have no Michael Porter Jr. now. And we'll talk about MPJ here in just a short second. So like, you're it. You, you, you are the, you're the last of the Mohegans here in terms of a, a, a guy that needs to be out there uh, in order to even tread water. And also you look at the context of when this is happening. The Nuggets are uh, just starting. That was game one against Miami on Monday night of uh, the longest homestand that they're going to have this season. And I think tied. I think there might be one other five-game homestand, I think. Um, and these are wins. These, these, are, these are games that are all uh, manageable here. You know, um, from a probability standpoint, you already got the, the largest challenge of the homestand is, is a W in your pocket. 
all right, in Miami. Now, these other teams, you, you respect them. Indiana, um, oh, and I said it was the first game of the homestand. I apologize. That was on Saturday afternoon in that uh, nail-biter against Houston. Hey, you take it. It was ugly, but you take it. Uh, so you got uh, Indiana, Atlanta, and Portland. You're not going to have Jokic for any of those. I'm confident. Like, th- I think three games is the threshold for the minimum here with his uh, penalty from Adam Silver. Uh, so, like, are, what's, what, what, what would you take right now? Like, would you take one and two? If I if I gave you that offer, I would. I'd, I'd sign that. I don't think the Nuggets are going to go two and three without your three max players. I mean, think about that. You have three max players on your roster, and none of them are going to be available to you here over the next week. That sucks. And, you know, um, now what position? Like, like say it's five games, and you got to miss the Pacers, Hawks, Portland, Dallas, and Philly. When you come back, you are going to be under 500. Like, that's going to be a thing. And you get into the, you're trying to battle back. You're trying to get out of the hole that you're in. So this will, you know, uh, again, uh, it, just like in the, uh, in the micro of the, every action deserves a reaction. Um, you know, that happened with the, the hit bang bang in 2.3 seconds, but then the macro Jokic is hit. That's going to, you're going to get a, a reaction uh, from the league here. So we'll just see, um, what type of, um, you know, what type of reaction uh, that it is. Uh, unfortunately, and, and this is, you know, I said this at the top, like, this was an awesome win, guys. This was a flat-out awesome win. This was actually a win on Monday night at home against the Heat that was like, you want to know what? This is why the panic meter's on four, uh, a four out of ten, because the season is so long, we get caught in reacting to these regular season games, and I get it, we're human, it's early in the season. We talked about that sort of NFL effect when there's so few games to react to. The overreaction can be a little bit heightened because that's the sample size that you're given. Um, and it becomes like an NFL week, you know, week to week in the NFL. is like the sky is falling and, oh, the Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, the Super Bowl window's back open. Like it can be like that. Same with the early uh, a portion of the NBA schedule. But when I'm watching that game and I'm watching uh, Jokic just be dominant, like this dude, guys, Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Hard stop. He's the best player in the NBA right now. 25, 15, and 10 in 33 minutes. 10 of 14 from the field. Just freaking crapping on Bam Adebayo, who's one of the best front court defenders that the NBA has to offer and will likely be a defensive player of the year candidate. Jokic ate his lunch just like he bullied, uh, you know, um, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, it, it, was, it was the same. It's like, or, or, or here's a better one, Rudy Gobert. You know, however long that was, week and a half ago or whatever it was. I mean, it's just, it just, just, just bullying people, killing people. And I, I, I'm watching that game. I'm like, these guys are going to be fine. I'm watching uh, Monte Morris uh, get his shot going. And we didn't shoot it great from three, just two of six, but made six field goals. And that, that, that mid-range jumper uh, that he looked so comfortable with in the past was, was back. Um, you know, uh, he had 14 points. I thought Jeff Green... Uh, going for 13 points, uh, playing with the starters. You know, you, 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 it's, it's funny how you put that guy next to Nikola Jokic and, you know, he's the best version of himself. I, I, in college, um, I played with a, a guy and you got, you, you should Google this guy, Steve D'Agostino. I've had him on the podcast here once before when we were talking about Faku when he was coming in the fold. Uh, cause my, uh, teammate, the college of St. Rose, 
uh, one of the best uh, Division II conferences in the country, the Northeast 10. Got like 16 teams, sends like eight teams to the NCAA tournament some years. Uh, he was the two-time, my former team, it was the two-time uh, player of the year in that conference. All-American, went into the you know, conferences hall of fame, played in Iceland and England and Spain and all that. Um, he was point guard. And every single person wanted to be on his team every single time he was in the gym, despite being the worst athlete in the gym, bar none, on every single occasion. He was just the smartest player. He just put you in the best position. You were just going to be the best version of your basketball playing self when you were playing side by side uh, with my old guy, Steve D'Agostino. And he now uh, trains for Team USA and Kevin Herter, the Atlanta Hawks, and he, he's he's great. But um, uh, I have to imagine that that's what Nicola's like. Because you look at some of these games that Jeff Green has had, it's just like, it's like, you know, sometimes painful. Put him next to Jokic, oh, he's the best version of himself. Now, he didn't shoot it from three well either. Really, the, the team didn't shoot it from three. Uh, just 29% from three, and that's with Will Barton going nuts. Seven of nine. Uh, man, we've talked about Will Barton on every single episode this year. This guy, you are seeing a reminder. You know, Jay-Z had a song on the Blueprint 3, Reminder, all right? It's like, yo, a lot of you guys forget, like, <laughs> ten number one albums in a row. Who's better than me? Like, he does all this stuff uh, and goes through his, his career. And while Will Barton hasn't had, like, some you know, Hall of Fame career, he is a damn good basketball player. And I think that you are seeing uh, that guy's A-plus version this season. I think he's totally healthy. You see the athleticism and the bounce. The spryness is totally back uh, with Will. And uh, he's he's been great. He has just been flat-out great. 25 points on, on just 14 shots. 9 of 14 from the field. 7 of 9 from 3. Uh, pulling down rebounds. Uh, assisting. The, like, like the Nuggets had 28 assists. And that's with all those three-point misses. So the one word that we've used, if you've listened to this podcast for, you know, any length of time, really, uh, we've used the word that associates with the Denver Nuggets so perfectly over the years is connectivity. And we've seen it missing in spots, and we've talked about it here on the podcast. Last night, or excuse me, Monday night, it was in full force where the, where the, the whole is greater than the sum of their parts. And at the very top, you have the best player in basketball. Uh, but when you got guys like, uh, Aaron Gordon playing the defense that, that he played and he didn't shoot it well from three. I mean, he was, you know, hard to watch from three. I still thought he played well. Um, you know, I already talked about, already talked about, uh, uh, Monte. I just thought I, I was so impressed. I really, I really was. I walked away from, uh, that basketball game until, like, if you did the men in black mem- memory eraser thing, like, boom, you forget everything. You, you forget the last, you know, however many minutes left in that game with the Jokic stuff. I'd be coming in here, you know, uh, kind of with the same tone that I have right now, to, to be totally honest with you. Um, I think when, when the dust settles and Jokic is back and Murray's back, I think this team is going to be fine. I really do. Uh, the MPJ question is still, you know, massive. Uh, on Saturday – Against the Rockets, he misses a wide, I mean, it's as wide open as you will ever see in the NBA. Like, wide open like Ricky Davis trying to throw it between the legs and missing and still grabbing the ball and doing a windmill type open. (laughs) Shout out to anyone who remembers that uh, from many, many, many years ago. Uh, And if you haven't, YouTube it because it's worth your 10 seconds of your time. Oh, Ricky, he was nuts. Um, But... uh, He's, he's wide open and he, 
and he misses the layup. And I think he was caught between a dunk and a layup, and it looked awkward, and I've been there. And, you know, initially, my initial reaction was like, please tell me he's not like his natural reaction after he got embarrassed in front of everyone was to act like he's hurt. Because I've played with guys who, who've done that. And it's just a soft approach. And But that's obviously not what's happening here, okay? Um, they're doing their due diligence. His health is massively important. It has not really been in question um, for a while, the way that it was uh, leading up to the NBA draft and the first year of his season. And then in the second season, like there was still that, that angst there. That had gone away. Um, it's back. I hope it's not serious. Um, I do think it's really interesting that the game after uh, he goes out and is not in the lineup that I saw the most connected group I've seen all year. Um, I'm not saying that's a, as a sweeping indictment moving forward with Michael Porter Jr., but I do, given some of the concerns we've talked about here on the podcast, I thought that was glaring game over game. So uh, we're going to continue to wait on the Michael Porter Jr. news. We're going to uh, continue to wait on the Nikola Jokic news. Like I said, you may have heard it by the time uh, that you, you hear this podcast. Um, and here we go. Uh, for better or worse, uh, the Nuggets are going to play a basketball game on Wednesday evening at home uh, against the Indiana Pacers, uh, who are not a good road team right now. It typically would be a real great opportunity to just stack another win at home in November. Uh, now that game is going to be uh, a, a rock fight, and hopefully the Nuggets uh, can hang in it. And you know that whatever happens on Wednesday night at Ball Arena against the Pacers, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. 